Well, thank you. Thank you, AJ. Welcome back, Mafians. This is your host, Clever Mafia. You are listening to the Two Clever Mafia podcast, and uh, we are going to bring you today what we promised. Um, it's our old toys episode. We're going to review our top five toys and maybe a little bit of a bonus uh, that we've uh, we've picked from generally from the 1950s. Now, little disclaimer before we start. There are some that kind of span over as far as when they were invented to when they were produced and sold massively. But anyway, generally the 1950s, right, AJ? We, we kind of did our research on this a little bit and kind of going to go through this the best we can. So uh, before any um, uh, comments on the YouTubes, uh, when I say, when you say, Hey, this, this, this toy has been around for a thousand years. Well, say, Hey, listen, that's, they sold it in the fifties. So that's, that's what we're going for. So if we're wrong, fact check us, if you will. Um, we're not presenting this as an exact science, right? AJ. <laughs> so here we go. We're going to start with number one. And, um, and if those of you who haven't heard of any of these toys, by the way, um, you, you need, you, you really need to, uh, get on the YouTubes or, um, you know, just go to a toy store, head over to Walmart, whatever you want. But uh, these are very popular. So everybody should have heard of every single one of these. All right, number, you ready, AJ? Should we do a drum roll? Oh, okay, okay. So here we go. Number one, well, these are in no particular order, by the way. Uh, they are, you know, our top five. Doesn't necessarily mean number one is our number one choice. Okay, just just disclaimer making sure we cover all of our bases here. So number one is Play-Doh. Yes, Play-Doh. Everybody knows Play-Doh. Good old modeling compound uh, made of mostly uh, water, salt, flour, a little bit of fragrance from time to time, some color, which made it very tasty. But it was non-toxic, so it was okay to eat when you were a kid. Um, But uh, Play-Doh actually has its roots back in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, it was made in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it was used uh, originally um, in the 1930s. Now remember, remember my, my little disclaimer, but it was originally used in the 1930s as a wallpaper cleaner, really. And um, um, But then in the 1950s, hence the topic of our, our conversation today, uh, in the 1950s, it was re- the product was redone and then marketed um, to the Cincinnati schools. Um, in the mid 1950s, late 50s, I guess it's I guess you could say, uh, it was advertised on TV and famous kids shows. And in 2003, um, kind of a jump there in years, but in 2003, the the, the Play-Doh was eventually named uh, by the toy industry as a uh, uh, added to a list they created called the Century List of the top toys, and Play-Doh was definitely on there. So, uh, Play-Doh, everybody knows Play-Doh been around forever uh, eventually uh, later on though AJ's little extra little extra info uh, in the mid 60s I, I think it was 64 it was finally exported to Britain France and Italy and then uh, it became an international product and uh, do you remember do you, do, you have, do you ever have any play-doh AJ did you ever play with the did you ever eat the play-doh because it would explain it would explain it. no no okay all right um Play-Doh originally, when I was a kid, I remember Play-Doh came in a cardboard container and it had a metal bottom, right? It had a metal bottom 
uh, and it was kind of wrapped in a card. But it kind of reminds me of, uh, you ever have those uh, Pillsbury biscuits? Yeah, kind of like how those are, except you didn't peel and open it, it popped. But uh, yeah, it had a metal bottom. And then it was eventually replaced in the 80s with a plastic container. I would imagine it was cheaper to make back then. And the metal bottoms did rust. You know, they did rust, especially if you took the Play-Doh outside and it got it wet. And it would rust. And they, I'm sure that wasn't healthy, right? Especially if, if you were eating the Play-Doh. But yeah, so our, our first uh, uh, 1950s toy is Play-Doh. So uh, definitely comment if you had some Play-Doh, what colors you had. Uh, you had a Play-Doh factory, all that kind of stuff over on the YouTubes or social media, Twitter, Facebook. We are available on all of them. Uh, Instagram, you know, post some pictures of us, uh, share some pictures of Play-Doh if you have it. Or if you had any famous pictures of uh, uh, Play-Doh models that you created. But uh, that is our, our, our Play-Doh. That is definitely our Play-Doh. Um, our number one. That's right. All right, AJ, here comes number two. Number two, you ready? Number two is the Magic 8 Ball. Everybody remember the Magic 8 Ball? Well, and I do. It was, you know, looked like a, a, an 8 Ball from, if you play the game, Billiards or, or Pool, they call it. Um, uh, yeah, the Magic 8 Ball. So in the 1950s, it was a very popular little toy. It had a liquid kind of liquid in it and a little thing floated inside of it. And it had, um, you'd ask it a yes or no question. It was a little fortune telling uh, or a fortune teller, I guess, device if you, you were seeking some advice. Or, uh, it was uh, invented by a gentleman named Al Carter. I might have known Al Carter back in the 50s. I'm not sure, really. But uh, invented by Al Carter. But it was uh, originally inspired by his mother because his mother was a clairvoyant, right? She was a clairvoyant from also Cincinnati, same as Plato. Play-Doh. I know not Plato. That's a completely different thing, but Play-Doh. Uh, so... Yeah, but his mother was also from Cincinnati, and uh, she was believed that uh, um, it was uh, it was kind of created as a, a, almost a crystal ball at first, like a, a, a incandescent, uh, uh, iridescent. I'm sorry, an iridescent crystal ball, and then eventually they, they they came up with the idea of the magic eight ball, and it was it is said that 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 design was was pulled from a, a gag in a, a Three Stooges film. You remember the Three Stooges? Uh, uh, was it Larry, Moe, and Curly? And I think there was a shemp. There was a shemp there at one point. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of the, of the Three Stooges films. But um, they had the shorts, and then they did some movies as well. But uh, the, apparently that design uh, was in a, a movie from in the Three Stooges, uh, Three Stooges film from the 1940s. And... Uh, that is where they, they kind of came up with that eight ball design. And did you know there was only 20 answers in the Magic Babe eight ball? No, I, I would have thought less, but uh, there was 20 answers. But uh, yeah, you ask it a yes or no question. I was asking it if, uh, you know, I'd get off my, uh, if I wasn't going to be punished any. I had one. I owned a, yeah, I owned an a Magic eight ball. And I would, you know, I'd get grounded and I'd be like, hey, am I, uh, uh, gonna be off my ground and my punishment anytime soon and uh, I'd shake the ball and the ball would tell me you know try again later so not very helpful for me I guess but uh, yeah that was that was Magic 8 Ball yeah very popular toy back in the 50s so we're gonna move on to the next one on our list the next one on our list is gonna be the Frisbee you remember the Frisbee you ever play with a Frisbee there AJ of course right They're the, now they give them away everywhere you go to a festival or a uh, Sometimes our town has a special day and, you know, there's all type of merchants there trying to 
you know, advertise their wares and such. And they, they allow, most of them give away Frisbees. Banks, they don't give away toasters anymore. They give away Frisbees. So uh, you get a little Frisbee disc. Um, but back in 1957, based on the data in our crack research team, uh, back in 1957, uh, they used to be called a flying disc or just a disc. I do remember them calling me just a disc, but, um, and, uh, I mean, humans have been tossing discs forever of any kind, We're skipping rocks and stones and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, as the story goes, now this goes back a little bit further than 1957, about 20 years before, but as the story goes, after one Thanksgiving meal in 1937, Walt Morrison and his future wife, yeah, he became his future wife after he became rich and invented this 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 toy but anyway his future wife lucy they started tossing a popcorn can can lid right you know the lid metal lid with the okay a popcorn used to come in big it still does around the holidays you might see somebody it came in a big metal tin but anyway they took the lid and they started tossing it right and uh you know i'd like to know about that how did that start right the one after thanksgiving was he was who was throwing it at who and for what reason you know was was he mad there was no gravy for the potatoes or was she mad that he didn't say thank you and went to sleep or didn't help clean up after the meal i don't know anyway i mean yeah this, this might have been 1937 so it might have been a little different but uh i'd like to know more about that story what, what happened but anyway so uh, walt and his wife lucy or soon to be wife future wife lucy uh started tossing this popcorn lid right and um they uh, soon discovered that there was a market for this because um, as the story goes, they were tossing this, this pan at a Thanksgiving dinner. And um, then later on, uh, I guess they lived in L.A. or California in the area, but they were at an L.A. beach and then they were tossing uh, this this popcorn lid, which from what I understand, they stopped using the popcorn lid and then because it broke or dented and then they ended up going to buy a... Um, like a sheet pan almost right for like a like a cake pan and they were tossing it at the beach and someone offered them 25 cents for the cake pan because it looked so much fun and they wanted to play and they were tossing and they said yeah sure hey uh, you give me a quarter i only paid a nickel I'll, I'll you can have this cake pan what the heck do i need it for right but then they started to realize that you know a light bulb went off in uh, walton lucy's head lucille's head and um said uh hey if we can sell this for a quarter and we only buy it for a nickel we're gonna make this a business of ours right i mean that is a smart business decision if we can sell something for that that buy something i mean boy it's almost five times the profit you know you definitely your cost factor you're buying it for a nickel you're selling it for a quarter and boom hence frisbee was born right then eventually i guess it got manufactured in plastic and don't know if there was actually a patent on it. I'm sure there would, might have been somewhere along the line. But, but that's the story I know about the Frisbee. Right? So we're going to move on to number four. And uh, number four, we're not going to... Uh, hopefully everybody knows about number four. But number four was the Slinky. Now again, the Slinky, metal toy, compression, kind of springy. Unless you unraveled it and then it didn't work. Or if you got it tangled up, forget about it. Um... But, uh, or stretched out too far, it was useless after that. But it was invented actually in the early 1940s, not the 50s, AJ. Um, 
it was by a name a guy named Rich James, uh, you know, but uh, he, he invented it. Uh, basically, he worked, uh, from what I understand, in a boatyard, and then he knew people in, the, in that area and then went to a machine shop in that area. This was in Philadelphia. And he made a few and then went over to Gimbel's department store. Remember Gimbel's? Gimbel's was a, uh, a, a department store. They had toys. They had all kinds of stuff. But So they went over to Gimbel's, demoed the store, demoed this in the store. And uh, basically, the Slinky was born, you know. Later on, they had Slinky Dogs, which was uh, my, my grandkids watched. I saw the Slinky Dog in the Toy Story movie. And they had Slinky Worm in the 1960s. And they were originally $1.00. He originally sold, Rich James sold them for $1 each, but the price uh, for steel back in the 40s, and you know, you had the, the wars going on at the time, um, back in the, the, the price of steel was very expensive. So people ended up paying a lot more uh, for uh, James uh, and his, uh, his, his design. But uh, James, and eventually, um, his wife Betty took over the company that they created. Um, you know, this was... 40s and through the 50s and uh, Betty took over the company they created a company they sold uh, an unbelievable amount of slinkies um, I think from from 1945 through 2005 the number I came up with was was 300 million slinkies that's almost enough for every well it's about 25 35 million short but almost enough for one slinky for everybody in the United States that that is a crazy amount of slinkies to sell i mean if you can come up with any product that you can sell one to everyone in the country in, in the u.s you, you you've made it big and really it's one item it's 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 a, there's no moving parts it's one piece it's it's like the pet rock but better you know so but yeah they were originally made in a machine he originally made them for one dollar and he sold them he wrapped them in a yellow paper towel and he sold them um, and then on and on, it it it, uh, uh, it progressed, and they just sold one after another after another. And then um, I think it was 1998, they sold the the, the Slinky to a company called um, I think it was Poof Products, is what I have here. And um, uh, but uh, they made I mean uh, even if they sold each one for a dollar and they sold 300 million, that's a lot of lot of coin. You know, and I've seen them for $20. I've seen them for 9 And then they had the Slinky Dog and the Slinky Worm and then all this other stuff. So, wow. If I could have invented the Slinky, uh, AJ, maybe I could pay you more. But uh, I didn't. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going we're gonna to move on here to the number five on our list. The Pogo Stick. The Pogo Stick. So, the Pogo Stick is, is kind of a unique story. Because it, the spring in the Pogo Stick... Right, it was patented back in 1891, way before my 1950s uh, guide here. But then in 1920, uh, Mac, uh, I'm sorry, Max Polig and Ernest Gottschall uh, came up with. They used that spring, and then they made something which they called the spring and spring end hopping stilt. Right? Wow, that that name was way too long, even for back then. And Whoever their marketing or PR person was, they really needed to uh, get somebody new there. But, uh, you know, out that person and get somebody a little bit more creative. But anyway, so they realized the name was too long. 1920s, people had fun with it. It was just basically a spring on a stick and you, you kind of held on to the stick and you bounced around until the stick, you know, you fell off of it, the stick went through your shoulder. 
you know, it really wasn't a safe toy, but uh, it was fun while it lasted until somebody got hurt, right? But they, they did, the rumor has it is they took the, the, someone said, listen, your name is too long. So they took the first two letters of each of their last names, uh, Poleg and Gotchal, and then they came up with a Pogo stick, right? But that was in the, that was in the, 30s and 40s and then but then in 1957 a gentleman by the name of George George Hansberg patented the two-handed pogo design because they said listen you got a vertical grip with a handle on it and you're killing people you know or you fall on it you knock out your teeth or destroys your chin or or breaks your jaw you know it was it was dangerous it was a dangerous toy even I mean in the 50s there were some dangerous toys but that was was really the top one so he patented this design in 55 um, you know, kind of changing the one before it that had the vertical handle on it. And I remember the ones with the vertical handle. They were, they, it was fun, but it, it was almost like a medieval weapon of sorts, you know? So, uh, yeah, if I was going to do a siege on a, on a, on a, on a city, um, you know, in medieval times, I would have brought this, uh, the old school pogo sticks with the vertical handle because if you're bouncing on it and then, you know, I, I, yeah, I, it, it was bad. It was dangerous. But anyway, you'll see if you can Google a picture of it. They're, they're pretty crazy, the old ones. But um, so then in 1953, they, uh, uh, a, a movie came out finally that there was a movie called The Wild Ones where the characters in the movie are seen hopping around. And I think the movie had, a, uh, it was like the gangs back then, but uh, they're hopping around on the back uh, on the pogo stick and boom, everybody wanted a pogo stick. So... Uh, and they're still around. There are different devices. They've got pogo balls. They've got all these different variations that they kind of invented it. But it, the pogo stick has come a long way. So that that's our top five. And um, we do have an honorable mention, though. And this was uh, uh, submitted by a user over on our Twitter. They DM'd us, which we usually don't read our DMs because uh, we were told not to. Uh, we, uh, we, we told it's not a good thing to read our DMs. But we're going to start reading them because there's actually a lot of good comments. We some... Some not so great comments, uh, mostly about AJ and the uh, sound booth. But uh, but most but we, there's a lot of great people out there that listen to our show, and we, we want to th- give as much attention to the folks that are are really uh, in, involved in um, our creative pro- process. So the um, the honorable mention that came up quite a few times actually is the hula hoop. Now the hula hoop was a very popular toy in the fifties. Uh, it was manufactured originally by a company called Wemo. They made a plastic hula hoop. Now, the hula hoop is an ex- a crazy story because the, before the plastic hula hoop was created, uh, you know, for th- uh, it could have been for thousands of years possibly, but for quite some time, kids, they, uh, you know, going back to uh, ancient times, uh, there's proof and then there's been, you know, people have found uh, 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 the relics, but uh, they, were, they used to use dried willow and uh, grapevines and dried grass and create these hoops and, and play with them. So for thousands of years, they play with something uh, called a hoop or a hula hoop or a, a grass hoop. I don't know what you called it back then. But then when, when the company called Wemo said, listen, we're going to make a plastic hoop. We're going to we're gonna make a plastic And that, it took off. I mean, yeah, I, I, really, you know, you, you make something of a dried willow, it, it's not going to last too long. Maybe you're lucky to you get through the summer with it. And if you're having an allergy or allergic to, you know, ragweed or pollen or something it, it i don't know grass some people are allergic to grass and and uh, yes aj the grass that grows in the ground regular grass um so we 
But the, the, the plastic hoop, what came out, when it was made by this company called Wham-O, out, uh, I think that was in California. And they, they sold a, almost 100 million in two years from like, uh, I think it was like 58, 59 kind of timeline, 1958, 1959. They sold 100 million. Um, and at one point, they were making 50,000 hula hoops per day. 50,000. Now, if you think about 50s, you know, and a lot of people, you know, you think about the 50s, uh, for folks that weren't around in the 50s, you think of like the movies, uh, you look at the movie culture, uh, like the movie Grease, you know, they're all hula hooping everywhere and uh, wearing this, the, you know, the, 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 the crazy clothes. And you think of uh, John Travolta and his leather jacket, you know, type of thing. But the hula hoop was big back then. Um, in any movie, most likely that you watch that references the '50s culture, that wasn't necessarily you know some were made in the '50s, but um, you, you you think hula hoop. So hula hoop deserves an honorable mention on our list, um, but because of the the uh, it was probably invented a thousand years before. You know, I give you a 15, 20 year range. You know, the '40s, the '50s, the '60s, but eh, can't really make the top five. Can't really make the f- top five. Uh, do you ever have a hula hoop, AJ? Yeah, yeah. Well, a hula hoop. Yeah, uh, I can I hula. I can hula hoop like no one's business. You you should see me hula hoop. I can just spin that hula hoop around, get those old hips going. No, no, I don't have replacement hips yet, AJ. But I can still rock a hula hoop. You know, you know what I'd like to see, AJ? Can you can you rock a pogo stick? Because that's that's some talent. Can I rock? I pogo stick I don't know uh, I haven't done a pogo stick stick in, in in quite some time but a hula hoop I probably can rock I can probably rock yeah yeah that's from that's my new word rock you like that okay well that's our list folks um definitely drop us a line over on YouTube Twitter uh Instagram or on Facebook if you have any other um toys this has been really fun doing the getting the information and doing the research on these toys and this is, um, you know, most of you, uh, I, I, we did a poll and that's how we came up with a lot of these toys. And, uh, um, you know, this, these are the top five and six that, that, that you, you, you made us aware of that you wanted, uh, on the list. So there they are. And, uh, there they are presented to you in a too clever press. And, uh, definitely check us out on all the social medias, chat about it. Uh, then too clever mafia, T O O C L E V E R. Um, on all the social platforms, or you can visit us on our website at www.twoclevermafia.com. And we can uh, definitely do another list. If, 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 if you want to send us some more information, we'd be happy to, to go over it with you. Um, and uh, this has been fun. This has been fun. It brings back a lot of memories. Uh, you know, everything from Play-Doh, the Magic 8-Ball. I asked a lot of questions that Magic 8-Ball. And... Um, so drop us a line and we will be right back after this break by Buffy.